will help you kill them, and kill them, and kill them, and kill them all. I screamed in powerless rage at the sky where I knew the Yerks were hiding. Kill them all, I cried. Kill them all. Like, my heart breaks for her. Yeah. In this moment. We already knew the kind of person Aldrea was. Mm -hmm. Like, she wanted to be a warrior. She wanted to be a part of the fight. Has been made to feel helpless time and time again. Like, she gets ignored. She, they won't let her train to be a warrior. All of that. She loves her family, even if she finds them frustrating. Mm -hmm. And she is young. And then the people that she already hated destroy everything yeah everything she has the people that she loves and like it's visceral if i had to watch that as a movie mm -hmm. i would like probably have to pause it to breathe it's that intense mm -hmm. and like she is it's like she's been ripped apart in that moment mm -hmm. and in a and this is occurring to me now, so apologies if I'm rambly, but when, like, Dak, like, makes her look at him and focus, like, he's giving her focus and purpose the way she did him mm -hmm. in yeah. just a, a really upsetting parallel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, okay, if I can't die and be with my family, then I will just kill everything. Which just goes to explain, I say explain, inform mm -hmm. so much of how Aldrea acts in the rest of the book mm -hmm. yeah. that we seek. Because she's actively grieving. Mm -hmm. So it's like she skips right over to now just this straight in anger and doesn't leave angry yeah. for a lot of it. Like... The parallels to like Rachel and Cassie, like in that sheer upset. Given mm -hmm. like we've just read like book nineteen, and but yeah, she's going the Rachel route, <laughs> you know. But that tracks because that's who she is. That's how she always has been, mm -hmm. and it's just crystallizing now into this. Or manifesting into this more dangerous mm -hmm. thing. Um, but then we cut to Dak, who is also like freaked out by what he just saw. He's probably never seen an act that violent. So, and then, and that's without all the emotional implications. Um, but he didn't know any of this. He knew about the she, uh, Aldrea hadn't told him about weapons of war, of yurks. He knew that they were monsters, but those are just mm -hmm. ones who come out of the, the mist. They don't strike invisibly from the sky. Um, but what he does know is that when a monster attacks, he runs away. And if a monster attacks and fails to drag you away, another monster might be drawn by the noise and attack as well. And it's just like, he doesn't see why the yurks would be any different. And he has to, like, pull Aldrea away. And he's like, I've got to get her away. I've got to tell the elders. They have to know. Uh, and then he, like, has to say, oh, no. 
because they're just going to look at him and say, you're the seer, you tell us what to do. Which, and we know he's a juvenile, like, again, and then parallels to Jake. Mm -hmm. Just sort of like, okay, kid, tell us what to do, because this is your job. And just like, I just want a grown-up to tell me what I'm supposed to do. As once again, the responsibility to defend a planet comes down to children. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he says as much to Aldrea that he's not ready. He doesn't know what to do. He says this out loud after thinking about all of this in his mind. Um, but she doesn't get a chance to respond because there are two hork coming towards them. Um, and Dak speaks out to them like, hey... Uh, it's okay. It, like, it'll be okay. Don't freak out. Um, and they respond, oh, we're not afraid. Uh, and Dak notes that his tone is strange. It's different. Um, and he's, he doesn't know him, which is weird because Dak knows all of the hork in his valley. Uh, and then this other weird hork strikes him with his wrist blade and cuts into Dak's chest. Uh, and what follows is just a really, mm. it's, it's like the moment where Aldrea taught Dak about space, mm -hmm. but in just a much darker way. Uh, it, cause he's in pain and he's like, why, why would you do that? Um, but the other Hork-Bajir just strikes at him again and again using his feet and elbow blades. Um, I was cut again. I was bleeding. The left side of my face was deeply gashed. It all happened in the blink of an eye. And the other hork is like, forget him, get the Andalite. Um, and Aldrea's like, fight back. These are Yurks. These, are, these aren't real hork -Bajir. And Dak is just completely confused. All I could do was stare. I was bleeding. I was cut in many places. I felt pain. But more, I felt confused. How is it possible for hork to cut me with his blades? It was not an accident, like sometimes happens when we are harvesting bark. We were not harvesting bark. This hork had cut me. Deliberately. Why? Ignore the stupid one. Help me get the Andalite. She cut me. Now both hork turned to Aldrea. They moved closer, slashing madly at the air, drawing closer all the time. They circled, forcing her back against a tree trunk. If they kept slashing and moving toward her in that way, she would be cut. She would be cut so badly that she might die. I had seen hork who had been accidentally cut. Once, an old, weak hork died from the cut. Uh, and Aldrea fights back, but she's outnumbered and she trips. And Dak looks at his own wrist blades. I held out my arms and saw the blades there. It was as if I were seeing myself for the first time. Something happened then. It was as if I had been given the power to look right into the heart of Father Deep. I could feel a terrible knowledge, a terrible understanding. I could feel power. And Aldrea cries out for his help again, and he jumps onto the back of the closest hork and slices through its spine. Uh, that hork happens to be Esplin's hork -Bajir. Karger runs away. Um, and now Geds are coming to help finish the job. Uh, and Aldrea tells Dak to run. Um, and 
<laughs> then we get uh, Aldrea giving Esplin a message. Uh, whatever your name is, Yerk, go tell your masters. First, your treason destroyed my father. Then you murdered him and my entire family. But you will not have this planet. We are the Andalites. You parasite warm. And we'll see you all dead. You and your entire filthy race, tell your masters that. The daughter of Ciro will show you the other side of the Andalite character, Aldrea said. Uh, and then she and Dak run. I, I mean, it's not pleasant, but I love that like declaration from her. Like... Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. what it says about her character is just because we've obviously yeah. seen analyze, but like I suppose also just like yeah, a girl analyze just kicked your ass, kind of a vibe. <laughs> yeah, but also like that notion of just like I know what you think of my family because of what my father did. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are that, but we are also this. It's, and in many ways, she shows that to Dak as well. Oh, absolutely. Because before this, it has been Ciro's way of sharing with Dak all this information and technology. Well, not sharing the technology itself, but the knowledge behind it. And now she teaches him more. Yep. And I cry. Yeah, but just cry. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there is, there's a lot that's bad about, like, oh, this species was too innocent to understand violence or war. Like, there's a lot of the, um, uh, whatever the word is when you infantilization there yeah we go. um there's a lot of that in here but also you know we know learning what we do with at, later in this book not very much later but in the next few chapters about where the hork come from and like the fact that they were they came up in this environment where there are no predators. The only thing they ever have to do is tend to the trees. And like, I, you can imagine a species that grows up in that kind of environment, grows mm. up, that evolves in that kind of environment. Like, why would they yeah. need violence? And there's, there's no, there's no scarcity. There's no, like they, they are, uh, I don't want to really make the reference, but it is a Garden of Eden of sorts. You know, there's no... There's nothing for them to fight over. Yeah, there is no conflicts. They have everything they need. There's enough space for all of them. Yeah. And... And, and they also, you know, it's... They've only been on the planet for a few tens of thousands of years, mm. which compared to some other species, like even humanity stretches back longer than that. 
uh, in terms of um, just evolution. like ev- evolution and like us as a social species. Right. Um, um, and it just, yeah, to, to, again, spoilers, uh, the Horkbajer are genetically engineered. Um, and they live in this kind of manufactured environment that they don't need that kind of, uh, behavior. They yeah. Don't. And so they have no context for it when it happens. It doesn't make any sense. Um. And, uh. It it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this makes Aldrea the serpent. I hate it. Very good. <laughs> and here come well, I say here comes the fun. <laughs> and then things got worse. Um, as they will continue to do yeah yeah it's pretty much that now (laughs) Um, but yeah so we're back with Aldrea Um, she knows she's the only Andalite within many millions of miles she's got no way of communicating um, with uh, anyone else the Yerks are here only she and Dak know um, and it's just sort of reconciling the fact that, yes, she knew the Hawkbajir were peaceful, but she didn't realize that they didn't, in her mind, understand the concept of fighting because of how fierce they look. Uh-huh. Um, but they don't know that because they don't have context for it and recognizes that this means that they're perfect targets for the Yerks. Um, and as the two of them are running, Dak is just like, okay, so tell me about the Yerks. And I do oh, that I can do. Um, explains about how, more about their parasitical nature. Um, and how on their first world they infested the Geds. Explains that Syrah was the one who made contact with them. Um, and when Dax is surprised by that, um, she explains how her parents were said to study them uh, to see if they could make allies or whether we should, uh, whether the Andalites had reason to fear them. And Dak reasonably asks, well, that's what your parents did here too, right? Am I correct? They were sent to study us. And Andrea is like, yes, but there was a difference. We knew the Yerks to be highly. And she stops herself. And then Dak just waits for a second, leaving that sentence hanging there and just finishes it. And just like, you know, knew the Yerks to be highly intelligent, unlike Hawk Bajir. You were interested in them for their intelligence and you feared them for the same reason. Yes, Dak. It was their intelligence that interested us. It's why your father and mother had no real interest in us. We are a stupid species. He sounded bitter. Not at me, not at Andalites, but at his own people. Like he was ashamed of them. Intelligence isn't everything, I said. My father is 
was brilliant, but the Yerks tricked my father. He taught them about the world beyond their planet. He taught them about written language, about the very concept of manipulating matter, tool making, sight, art, everything. He trusted them. He thought they were grateful. He thought they would be content. Your father made a mistake, Dax said. The Yerks were content. But by showing them all they did not have, they began to want more. They wanted to be like you, like Andalites. I turned my stalk eyes to stare at Dak as he trotted beside me. How did he cut so quickly to the heart of the problem? How could he guess how the Yerks felt? Of course, because he felt the same way. He too was jealous of what we Andalites had. Jealous of our power, our knowledge, our intelligence. That's not what he said. Nope, it's not. <laughs> Just no, it's not. <laughs> like bad, bad Aldrea. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that uh, Andalite propaganda bullshit mm -hmm. of like, of course, all of the other species in the galaxy envy us for our great intelligence, and therefore we must protect ourselves. And it's like, mm. Mm. nah, mm. he he wants to be like you, dumbass. Like, he wants to know things and learn. Yeah. Fuck off. Ugh. Of course he's hungry for knowledge. Yeah. Of course he is. You taught him that the universe exists. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so with that fun little wait there, um, and Aldraecon goes on to explain how the Yerks killed most of the Andalites that were on that planet and how they stole the ships. They escaped into space. And since then, they've been looking for host body, suitable host bodies. And Dak doesn't need her to tell him that the Hawk Bajir are that. Mm -hmm. And he explains, or he states that his people are not going to be able to stop them. And Aldrea's just like, well, well maybe not, but you Hawk Bajir could be very dangerous, very powerful fighters, at least in close combat. One on one, you could even challenge an Andalite warrior. And Dak just laughs. He's like, my people aren't going to understand parasites. They're never going to understand that these people will steal their bodies. They will listen to what we have to tell them. Then they will go on with stripping bark and playing and caring for their children. And and just like, yeah, but you can teach them. Maybe you were born mm -hmm. to teach your people to fight. Maybe your purpose is to teach Hawk Bajir to kill Yerks. Which is just fucking hell, Aldrea. Mm -hmm. Um... And Dak's just like, I hoped it to be chosen to teach show my people the things your father tried to show the Yergs. I wanted to teach them music, writing, art. I wanted to teach them to keep track of time, the passing of years to make tools. But your father gave those things to the Yergs, and now we see the results. Maybe I was a fool to think that knowledge would make my people happy. And Aldrea is just like, well, look, there's going to be time to think about that after. We just have to get rid of the Yergs. We can save mm -hmm. your people if they fight. They don't have to be destroyed. And Dak is just like, yeah, well, they do. Because either they're going to learn to fight and hurt and kill, or they'll learn to be slaves. Both will destroy them. Which is, there's unfortunate connotations here around, um, like, as you highlighted, Danielle, like the noble mm -hmm. savage trope. Just like we were meant to be better than that, and we're either going to be lost to these invaders, or we're going to become a different thing. Mm -hmm. And it's 
it's and it it yeah it it's shitty but also like i appreciate the sentiment that he's going for mm-hmm. like because he's gone through this metaphor he doesn't feel like a hawk bajir because he's changed so much yeah and he's felt that power in himself yeah and he doesn't like it and he doesn't yeah. want that for his people yeah and Aldrea is just on the look if the choice is kill or be a slave be a killer you did it back then it isn't so hard to learn and and he's just like is that what you want for me to be a killer and she's like if necessary yes and he is like he just like takes her hand off him mm-hmm. careful not to cut her because like her hand's on his, one of his blades um and she observes that their hawks aren't good at concealing their feelings uh they've never tried to learn the art of lying so she can uh see what's or she thinks she can see what's in dax mind and heart and uh he says there is much i still have to learn about andalites and adriel looks away um it's observing it's hard to see disappointment in the eyes of someone you care for and then here's where it gets very upsetting because <laughs> mm-hmm. his contempt for me changed nothing he had no choice his people had no choice would i help make them a race of killers in order to stop the yurks yes a thousand times over yes these people who had murdered my family would pay no matter what And this is why we talk about Aldrea being complicated. <laughs> uh-huh. It's I love how quickly Dak immediately understands everything that Aldrea is hinting at. Yeah. Like he is extremely aware of what this means immediately. Like this invasion will forever change everything about the hork for better or worse. Most likely for worse. Um, and that, like... And that's why he's here, to see his people through it. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that little bit of hork propaganda <laughs> that uh-huh. we get, which is just like, ah, uh, yes, this one person, this child... Who we've mm-hmm. been raising since birth to be uh, the thing that leads us through some unimaginable change. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dak is, uh, I love him so much. And he is, he's so fucked. Like, yeah. he's so fucked in every way it is possible to be. Mm-hmm. And... Your heart yet breaks he stills, for him. Yeah, and yet he's still so gentle with Aldrea. He's <laughs> he's so compassionate with her. Yes. Yes. And she shows none of that for him mm-hmm. at this point. She sort of, I mean, but I mean, she also did see her family get vaporized like five minutes ago. So, you know, yeah. possibly a little raw in this moment. Mm-hmm. But he is so kind in this interaction with her 
and he is but he is also so hurt by the way she sees him mm-hmm. and yet he does not let his hurt outward mm-hmm. anyone else having feelings about Jake right now <laughs> uh, but the Yerks have caught up with them they're firing at them um, they Dak and Aldrea actually run into uh, a group of five or six hork who are terrified, kind of rightly so. Um, and yeah, Dak I- tries to tell them to run and hide. Um, the two of them are like heading down to the blue mist to... Right. Um, because it's the only place they can think to go, down to Father Deep. Mm-hmm. Um that pointing out that they aren't going to and when Aldra asked can we survive down there she's like oh I can't see us surviving here um mm-hmm. but yeah they go down right then my choice was not between a long and happy life on the one hand and death on the other my choice was to live for a few minutes more or die right then I chose to take the few minutes I plunged into father deep uh and then we have uh a brief interlude of Dak talking about the the lore of Father Deep. We have many tales, we Hork-Bajir, of Father Deep. Father Deep and Mother Sky gave birth to us, their children. Mother Sky gives us air and light. Father Deep gives us soil and water. Both are necessary for the trees that sustain us. But Father Deep is also the place from which monsters come. No Hork-Bajir has ever entered Father Deep and lived to tell of it. Now we were entering the deep. And it's getting uh, weird because the atmosphere is getting even thicker. It gets to the point where they can't really see each other at all. Um, And then the Geds come out of the mist and attack them. Uh, They can't fire their shredders at a distance because it just kind of bounces off the atmosphere and rebounds. Um, But the... uh, they figure, ah, oh, well, if we get close enough, it won't matter. Um, and there's a, a quick and nasty fight. Um, uh, and then, just as Dak is about to be shot point blank by uh, the by the Hork-Bajir controller, uh, the Hork-Bajir is just yanked off the ground uh, into the air. <laughs> Uh, as the massive three-fingered hands of the Jebba Jebba close around the hork chest, and then the hork fall- body falls to the ground without a head, because the Jebba Jebba ate it. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, Yep. And they run, uh, because although uh, Dak may have been saved by this monster, it's definitely not going to spare him. Mm-hmm. It is indiscriminate in its attack. Um, but Aldrea is able to cut the hand off of the Jubba Jubba um, and give them enough time to run. Uh, and Dak notes that it's the first time in history that a monster of Father Deep had been defeated. Hmm. Uh, and he looks at Aldrea like she is a hero. Because she was able to do that to injure the monster. 
Yeah, um, like when we swapped to Aldrea's perspective, she's like, he looked at me like I was some sort of a mythological deity. Which is just so much. Mm-hmm. And she's just there just like, eh, it was a close thing. A male and like could have probably done it with one strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she had done it. Um, but she doesn't like feel uh, satisfaction for it. Like her conflict's not with those monsters. Uh, it's with the Yerks. Um, and Dak's like, we need to get away before more monsters come. And she's, yeah, but the area above the bit mist is going to be crawling with Yerks. They can't let either of us live. Um, uh, to be fair, she says they can't afford to let me live. They can't let either of us live is her hasty addition. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and Dak is just like, oh, then we got to stay in the deep. We'll stay here while my parents are taken. Uh, my people, sorry, are taken. And, and maybe your people will fight. She's like, no, they'll be taken. They'll be made into slaves. They won't fight. I might have saved them. Instead, I followed you, Aldrea. I didn't know if he was angry at me or angry at himself. Both, I guessed. Would he leave me? No, he cared for me. We had more in common than he could ever have with any Hawk Bajir. It was too late for Dak. He knew that the stars were not flowers. And having learned so much, he still needed to learn more. He was hungry for it, for ideas, for knowledge, for skills. And only I could feed that hunger. No, he would stand by me. I was sure of that. He would hate himself for making that choice. But it didn't matter. Not now. All that mattered now was destroying the Yerks. And it's just... Uh, and then it gets worse. It gets worse. Because she's, Dak, mm-hmm, eventually on. we must find a way to contact my people, I said. We may have to steal a Yerk ship. We may have to fly, Dak. We may have to go up into space. It was what Dak wanted most, I knew. To experience space. To fly up to the stars. It was a promise he could never refuse. A bribe. Dak stopped walking. I stopped and turned back to face him. What's the matter? You did not have to say that, Aldrea. You did not have to hold out a ripe Nawin cone to make me stay with you. All this time together, Aldrea, and yet you don't know that I would sacrifice anything for you? I could only stare, stare and burn with humiliation. He had seen right through me. I felt small and shabby. I should have said I was sorry, but that too would have been a lie. You see, at that moment, nothing mattered to me. Nothing but erasing the pain of watching my family burn. What Dak thought of me, even what I thought of myself, none of that really mattered. Dak would stay with me, and I would find a way to pay the Yerks back. You know, teenagers! Yeah, just kill me. It would be kinder than this. That fucking self-awareness, I think, makes it so much worse as well. Uh-huh. God. Mm-hmm. He loves her so much. Uh-huh. There's a fucking line from Buffy, of all things, in my head at this moment. Let's see if I can find it just for this 
something in that just reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you're not friends. You'll never be friends. You'll be in love till it kills you both. You'll fight and you'll shrug and you'll hate each other till it makes you quiver, but you'll never be friends. Real love isn't brains, children. It's blood. It's blood screaming inside you to work its will. And then the quote finishes, I may be love's bitch, but at least I'm mad enough to admit it. Because, you know, fuck Joss Whedon, but let's say, the man could write some good dialogue in his time and James Masters a spike is still. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the notion of being so connected to somebody and like yeah. loving them, even though you know it may be bad for you and being so mad at somebody and yet, why would I leave you? Yeah, I'm pissed at you. I also love you. Moron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am filled with fear for the future of the dumb kids. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they continue down. Um, no, how they just breeze past this! My future <laughs> suffering is on the line! <laughs> but we're talking about this book. <laughs> it's fine. Yep, they continue down deeper into Father Deep, uh, and eventually the mist actually gets thinner on the other side. Um, It's like a vapor barrier. I love Uh, this so much, this reveal. It's so cool. Uh, And they end up in, like, this weird uh, canyon um, where you have some streams, some bushes, and things like that. and the ground kind of levels off a little bit, but it falls off into like a cliff face. And as they go over to the cliff face, they see uh, not only a bunch of walkways um, and windows and doors and arches and things like that in the walls of the chasm. But if you look further down, thousands of feet below that is the molten heart of the planet just sitting there you know (laughs) uh that's so fucking cool as a visual it's really cool so you got a planet that's mostly just barren rock except for these valleys yeah which are super steep sided full of trees blue mist at the bottom except when you go through the blue mist there's more and the valleys go even deeper all the way down to the crust uh to the core even and there's like a society down here. Excuse. <laughs> I really yeah. uh we're gonna get to meet the people that live down there. I really like this inversion. Cause normally it's the uh more intelligent I'm fucking hate the term, but you know what I mean, or the, the wealthier or the more advanced people up high mm-hmm. with like the people with less at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And there's something about like the notion but then I suppose it pays diligence to the fact that this is a very cowardly or a race mm-hmm. that is characterized as being very cowardly. So they're mm-hmm. hidden and they it's a society under a society. Yeah. So but we'll find out more about them in a minute. Yep. Now we got Espeline going, turns out bodies suck if they get damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know they're getting a fucking sp- your spine sliced in two sucks? Did you know? 
Because <laughs> um, he's just because he's been paralyzed from like the chest down. He's just lying there, helpless, staring up at the sky. Um, and it's hours before somebody comes looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets drained back into the yerk pool. Um, blind once more and being interrogated. And he gives all the information he can. Um, but, um, it's not a lot. He doesn't know a lot. Uh, but mm-hmm. in the process, he also finds out that, um, some of the forces have gone through the blue vapor barrier. One survived. Um, and they figure, well, if all of our, uh, people died, then clearly the Andalite girl died too. Because, mm. you know, if a monster killed us, had to kill the Andalite. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Aslan's just like, please, just because some Geds were killed, just because Karga was killed, just like it, just like, just because that idiot was killed, that doesn't mean the Andalite girl did. It's just like, do you mean to imply that an Andalite girl is stronger, braver, and more resourceful than our own warriors? Yes, I said, yes. The Andalites did not become the dominant species in this part of the galaxy by being weak or stu- stupid or cowardly. But no one listened. And I was left to wander blind around the home that had once been my entire universe and was now a filthy trap. There's something upsetting about this parallel between no one listening to Aldrea and nobody listening to Esplin that I don't quite mm-hmm. know how to feel about. Yeah, there are a lot of really frightening parallels between Aldrea and Esplin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, sure a thing. Mm-hmm. Can I also just say how much I hate the fucking inherent misogyny going on here? Just like, oh, it's an yeah. Adelaide girl. Mm-hmm. Just like, ugh. Fuck yeah. this. Fuck all uh, of us. Yeah. Um, but eventually uh, he gets... A new Hawk was your body. A new Hawk was your host, I should say. Um, days later. Um, gets briefed by Akdor, who also now has a Hawk was your host. Um, mm-hmm. and she's like, so we send more parties into the mist. The monsters are real. They've killed more of us. <laughs> we found the bodies <laughs> of our people, but we didn't find the Andalite body. <laughs> I listened, trying not to gloat too openly, which is just the best. I fucking love this detail. But just like, it seems you were right, Esplend 9466. Now, will you go back to the surface? Now you will go back to the surface. You will find this Andalite. You will destroy her. Yes, Akdor, I will. And if I do, what will be my reward? You'll be made a subvisor. It's like, how many troops will you need? None, Akdor. I will go as a spy, not a conqueror. I will pass as a Hulk-Bajir, I will find the Andalite, and I will kill her. But of course, I was lying. You see, I had already realized one very important thing. From now on, the host body one had would be an indication of power. Already there were lines of distinction between Yerks who had Ged hosts and Yerks who were given the new, powerful Hulk-Bajir bodies. These Hulk-Bajir would be our shock troops. But there was still one host better than Hawk Bashir. Andalite. Yes, the Yerk who could take an Andalite host would be more than a mere subvisor. The Yerk who could take and hold an Andalite host would be a visor at the very least. And someday, who knows? A seat on the Council of Thirteen? 
I will take care of this matter, Agdor, I said. I will deal with the Andalite. Where does all this genre savviness and awareness go, Esplin? <laughs> <laughs> you got that promotion. And then, you know. <laughs> like many people, he got the promotion and then stopped caring. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Aldrea. Uh, who's uh, sussing out um, where exactly are, like, uh, well, the whole what the Hort Bajir have thought of as Father Deep, but um, the land of monsters below the mist, but the zone of monsters is actually fairly narrow um, and sort of lays out the sort of geography. Um, and now they're in this third zone um, where it's all sheer cliffs um, covered in these walkways uh, that appear to be empty, like all these arches and plazas and businesses. And she just like, I would cut off my tail from portable sensor. And she just has then explains to Dag what a portable sensor, sensor is. Um, because she wants to try and figure out what this place is or how old mm-hmm. this place is. Um, but, and she's primed for an attack. Um, but it's silent. Um, and every just thing feels empty and but she including the valley below them but uh she doesn't want to think about that because like the thought of being just like um like a a hoofed animal i guess is angela yeah yeah on like all these narrow walkways above like a fall a long fall to an incinerating death yeah like you're not going to hit something hard and be killed by that but still like Nah, don't want my vertigo is like I hate this. Um, but they find a broader uh walkway um that seems to lead to a a, a big opening. Um, so they head in that direction and are relieved to find like a larger space. Um, my neighbor's dogs are apparently really head up about something. Um. <laughs> And this, like, space that's almost like a hangar. It could be, it's that big. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels like a significant space. I'm going to shut my window because <laughs> that might go on for a while. Please continue describing. <laughs> yeah. They, they head into this space um, and it, it's very large aldrea's the sound of her hooves is echoing off the stone walls and she asks dak like what do you think this is um and she says well it's open at least because we know that the andalites hate enclosed spaces uh and at the same time it is protected from the the edge (laughs) um and basically she's like all right well we should rest we should rest for the night i don't think that the yurks will come after us tonight and if they did they wouldn't be able to find us very easily um and dak agrees uh we can't stay in any of the smaller dwellings this is much better um even if the horizontal angle of the floor is freaking him out a bit <laughs> yeah which is hilarious to me that all of that the hork think mm. flat land is weird mm-hmm. um and uh, Aldrea takes first watch. And I love this description of him sleeping. Uh, 
Dax slept as Hork-Bajir do. He relaxed his legs and slumped down into a sort of sitting position, with legs splayed out in front and thick tail providing a third support. His head fell forward, chin to chest. He was asleep instantly, as far as I could tell. I was jealous. Sleep has isn't always that easy for me. For most Andalites, we are a watchful species. My mother explained it once to me when I found myself unable to sleep for several days. We no longer have predators to attack us, she'd said, but evolution does not just throw away adaptations that were necessary once. Um, and we get this moment of grief from Aldrea in, like, her mother was very good at explaining things to her like that. And now she's dead. And in part because the Andalites, namely her father, were not ca as cautious as they maybe should have been. Um, we had forgotten that even though the predators on our own world had died out, there were still predators loose in the galaxy. Uh, she thinks about how she has to contact Homeworld, um, which means that she has to find a Z-Space transponder, which means that she has to get a ship that's under your control. Um... I looked at Dak, asleep, his forehead horns raked forward, arms bent to keep the blades outward. He would be hard to attack while sleeping, I thought. From behind, tail spikes. From the sides, the arm blades. From the front, the horns. He'd said he would do anything for me. He'd said it in a way that... No, that was ridiculous. We were different species, totally, completely different. And yet I enjoyed spending time with him. I enjoyed talking with him. I missed him when we were separated. Perfect, Aldrea, I laughed to myself. He's covered with blades. He'll soon be seven feet tall. He eats with his mouth and he swings through the trees. I was just lonely. That was it. There were no Andalite males around and I was at the appropriate age <laughs> for interest in males. If there had been an interesting Andalite around, I'd have cared nothing about Dak. There are no Andalite males, I reminded myself, and even if there were, you have no choice but to care about Dak. At the very best, the fleet would take two months to arrive, and this strange bladed creature is your only friend. Two months, if I could reach my people. If. And if I could not reach my people, could Dak reach his? Could this simple, placid hork be made to rise up and save themselves? Was Dak Hami the seer ready to become Dak Hami the general? <laughs> this is very queer. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Uh. Yeah, you said at the uh at the top uh mm -hmm. in our document about uh trans vibes with mm -hmm. Aldrea. And let me tell you, spoilers what comes later, Aldrea makes a choice. Uh-huh. And uh yeah. It's good. I mean, it's also tragic in and of it what it is, but she very deliberately makes a specific choice. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Oh, these Andalites and they're choosing to morph. Uh huh. Making choices. <laughs> you ever just be so sickened by your own species that you decide to become <laughs> another one permanently? Uh huh. That's some, I mean, I get dysphoric, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, wrong tab. 
And uh, these trade watch. Um, Dak wakes up in the middle of the night, tells Adre to sleep. And he's sort of having this personal reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, I did more thinking that night than I had ever done in my life. I had seen amazing things. I had seen terrible things. And now I understood that I had to do more than just follow Aldrea. I did not believe Aldrea was bad, not in the way the Yerks were bad, but Aldrea had lied to me. Aldrea was an Andalite first, my friend second, and she was hungry for revenge against the Yerks. It was up to me to figure out what to do to save my people, but I had no ideas. No Hawk Bajir had ever faced this problem before, and I was helpless. And this poor boy is like stood there thinking for hours. Um, and then slowly this, the diffused light that's coming up from like below from the core is replaced mm. by a cleaner light from above. And he's like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> cause it happens slow enough that he doesn't quite register it. Uh, and then he's just like, wait, how is that light above? Even though there's like thousands of rock and he just like, how do I wake up? Um, and in the center of this vast domed roof is, um, a hole, the bottom of a shaft as big as the trunk of the tribe tree, which reminder was like, how many feet in diameter and half a mile (laughs) tall? So, you know, it big. Um, but they look up and this shaft goes all the way up to the sky. Um... But it's so tall that the circle of the sky looks smaller than Andrea's eyes. Um, but it's filled with light and seems to be alive and, uh, it glitters as, uh, with movement. Uh, Aldrea comments that it looks kind of like diamonds. Um, but then they realize that as light sort of like floods down this, uh, shaft, start seeing colors. Um, and that almost look textured and then they realized that they were seeing wings um uh, the walls covered with creatures of every imaginable shade um and then all of these creatures wake up at once (laughs) (laughs) ten thousand eyes (laughs) each glittering like a star staring down at them which beautiful horrifying (laughs) um and they just sort of like drop down fluttering on these wings and they're all like no more than half um the height of dax and we've got like three feet tall max Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and he thinks uh he observes that they look like chidoos but bigger um Mm -hmm. and aldra points out that they're related to but not um, and these creatures just walk past him, ignoring them. Um, mm-hmm. But a, a group comes up, and this bright purple one is just like, "What are you doing here?" And like, Westak uh, is like saying, to him, "Look, they speak my language." And he's and this purple fuck is like, "How I communicate is irrelevant. You heard me. You understand. Therefore, answer my question." Because he's asked why they're here. And she's like, we are, I mean, I am from above. Yes, yes, I'm not an idiot. You're a hawk, Bashir. <laughs> what are you doing here, hawk, Bashir? There are no trees here. There is no bark for you to eat. Um, And he's just like, they were chasing us. We came here to escape. Who were chasing you? 
yucks. It's just like, and this guy's like, I want it, you. <laughs> and Aldrin's just like, I'm an Andalite. Just like, this is not your place, Andalite. It is not your place, Hulk-Bajir. Leave. <laughs> um, and Tag's just like, no. <laughs> You'll explain who you are and what this place is. He's like, we're the Arn. And he gives his name, which is like Quatshinikon. Hinonicon. Um, and Andrea's just like, you do realize the Hulkbushir don't know you exist. He's like, of course they don't. We don't want them to know. That's why we created the various species of creatures who live in the zone of separation. We wanted to keep the Hulkbushir on their side of the zone. Now I must go. I have work to do. And Dax just like, no, 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 no. You don't get to go. <laughs> he's like, answer the questions. And He's and like uh Quatsinikan is whimpering, just like, Are you threatening me? And Dak's all about to be good, like, no. And Andreas mm-hmm. is like, Yeah, we're threatening you, and you appear to be scared. <laughs> so <laughs> which is great. Answer the questions and spare us the arrogance. And the this creature and the Arn is just like, Bitch, <laughs> you're not part <laughs> of the balance. You'll upset everything. And like Eldrea just like gets her tailblade up to this aunt's throat. She's like, "We're in a hurry. Answer our questions, or I'm going to cut off your head." <laughs> and Dak is a bit like, "Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I was completely shocked. I def begun to get a fuller picture of Andalites in general and Eldrea in particular, <laughs> but Quartzinikan." definitely shocked and he's just they're just like everything's gonna fail now the balance is built we built broken um but he answers their questions and dak wishes he hadn't yeah um because we get an explanation um and it was about twelve thousand years ago that an asteroid hit the planet uh it was in an unstable orbit most of the arm they wanted to build spacecraft to escape because they realized it was going to hit eventually uh, but they weren't able to build anything more than local space flight because uh, they're biologists not physicists maybe got it to the second moon um and they waited and watched and this is all like playing out on like a hollow screen or something similar mm-hmm. i'm just imagining like this animatic or animation mm-hmm. playing out um and explains uh how the planet was irrevocably changed and the few thousand that had waited on the moon, who were in stasis, awoke to find the planet like that, um, and everything dead, um, and the air unbreathable except for in the valleys. And they realized um, that the balance of the atmosphere was incredibly precarious, and Aldera puts together that it's the trees. Um, and also just like, turns to look at Dag and just like, has he figured it out yet? Should I tell the Arn to stop? Um, and Quartetic is just like, yes, 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 the trees. <laughs> Different mm-hmm. species and like how there's perfect mix of trees mm-hmm. to keep the atmosphere, the exact balance that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trees need look, would need looking after and we're not willing to look after trees. Um, and then hesitates because isn't like mm, should I tell this Hawk Bajir the truth um, but then he does that they genetically designed and built the Hawk Bajir perfectly adapted to uh, the task of looking after the trees um, 
And I love this detail of Dak being surprised but not impressed Mm -hmm. to have his creator revealed to him. Um, And this arm goes on to explain that the monsters keep the Hawk-Bajir separate. Get this real fun detail about how intelligence was not necessary. Um, And figured it would be better if they just lived in ignorance of the Arn. Um, so they live, so they, Corpusier live above the blue mist, kept away, uh, by the genetically engineered horrors they put in the blue mist. Um, and like, Aldera is about to throw down. <laughs> it's just, and finds this, I, I'm not saying, I could put some much more tone in his lines, <laughs> but, uh, ar- it goes, it's like arrogant, contemptible, but, uh, Dak, cuts her off before she could maybe get a little stabby it's just like <laughs> so you created the hawk yes or at least my people did then you need us and there's this hard's like looking up at that just like yeah i guess that's true and he just lays it out just like okay well the hawk are going to be destroyed and taken away from the planet you will lose your tree herders your the yurks are destroying us mm-hmm. and Dak is the one that proposes when Quatsinikin's like, oh, we don't have any weapons. It's just like, well, how about the monsters? And Aldir is like, oh, hadn't considered that. Mm-hmm. And Quatsinikin's just like, oh, fuck, it's a seer. <laughs> we could never get rid of that group of genetics. Every so often, one of you will be born. Ugh. Um. Then it's really unkind. It's just like describes Dak as a freak and how the mm-hmm. seers are a failure of the Arn. Um, yeah. And the one in 10,000 Horbajir is born with the intel- an intelligence that rivals the Arn. Um, and Quartz over here is just like, oh, you're going to ruin everything. And Dak's just like, I'm going to save my people. And if I save my people, it will save yours. Maybe. Um, and ha- points out the Yerks aren't going to be scared off by the mist and the stories of Father Deep. They'll come for you next. So help us and you may live. And then we have this exchange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Cause I do like later I complimented Dak. You have learned to go right to the point. You've learned to always keep your own goals in mind and not be distracted. Yes, he said, I am beginning to learn ruthlessness. I have had a very good example to follow. I knew what he meant, but I wasn't going to acknowledge it. What could I do? Laugh and say, yes, we Andalites certainly are good teachers when it comes to ruthless self-interest. It might have been true, but it would have been stupid to admit it. He'd caught me off guard. I didn't know what to say. Uh, yeah, yes, the, uh, the Yerks are good examples of ruthlessness, aren't they? I stammered. And Dak just smiles. It's like, oh, he has got your number, girl. Yep. And he still likes you. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's my wife is a bitch. I like her so much. Yep. Oh, yep. unfortunate. But here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the Arn are gross eugenicists. And uh, pieces of shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, being a eugenicist is enough to make you a piece of shit, let me be clear. But on but top also besides of that, that. <laughs> there's nothing redeeming no. about them. 
No. Despite the fact that art would portray them as sexy mothmen. <laughs> I had no I'm obliged to call out dumb kids in this because when you don't get the height the the, the okay, these are three foot tall, when you just get shown this really well done art of this sort of buff winged creature with some centaur links going on, just like, hey, look at that. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shout out uh, slash call out post for Brian Roomwebpod, who was the first to call a picture of an artist sexy Mothman, and now we're all doing it. <laughs> and we will not stop. <laughs> this is how we are as people. And I am not yeah. sorry. Yeah. But it's. They. The... So we're told here. <coughs> Uh, or it's implied, I guess it's not explicitly said, uh, that they purposefully made the Hork-Bajir stupid so that they don't have to worry about them. Which is bad. So bad. Um, it... Yeah, I, I said to Danielle when we were like doing our little pre-record chatter, like I don't know whether it's like an attempt to say for just like, okay, you know how this uh, heavily coded black indigenous people that we've created, don't worry, they're not native to this planet, so it's not actually that they were created mm-hmm. as like a save, as if that somehow makes it better. Yeah, like, oh, they're stupid on purpose. Yeah, no, this isn't us being derogatory about a native species. We made them this way. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It is... It's it's just the... it, It all comes back to just eugenics. It just the purposefully making uh, what amounts to a slave species even though i mean even though they have all of their own kind of uh agency in the life that they live in the trees they also don't have agency because that is specifically what they were created to do is to take care of the trees mm-hmm. and regardless and- of the culture that the Hawkbajir have evolved to have their stories, their communication, all of that. That mm-hmm. doesn't change that they were. I suppose the only thing, that's a bug, not a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Who have been yeah. made to fear certain things mm-hmm. so they don't question. And just like, for the sake of it, it's very matrixy. Mm hmm. Um, I see you, Wachowskis. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it, it feel it does not make anything feel better. No, and it's, it's just a I, different I, flavor of awful. <laughs> yes, I did put it in the in the end. Um, Jen brought up a good point that uh, would this feel as gross if the Hork-Bajir weren't sapient, like if they had created space beavers and i don't think it would no you know that's like 
well, it's similar to how we might domesticate sheep or pigs or cows in order to make food for us, right? Mm -hmm. We have fundamentally altered how those species are for our benefit. Um, mm -hmm. And that's not to say that, like, pigs and cows and sheep don't have, like, they, they are in, I think pigs at least are sentient in the sense that they are aware of a self. Mm -hmm. Um. Although they might not be sapient. Mm. Um, but, like, if, if the Arn had just made space beavers to take care of the trees, or, you know, like, even genetically engineered the entire ecosystem, like, made a food web that mm. would work to, like, maintain a balance, right? Mm-hmm. That would not feel as gross as, ah, uh, yes, we created this entire, like, sapient race that uh, lives and dies and has a rich culture and history and all of that. Um, and we're going to look down on them because they're stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, we did that on purpose. Yeah, like we because need we don't want to have to think about their personhood. Yeah, we need them smart enough to have fear and stories. They will believe in monsters and not come looking, but dumb enough to not question it further. Right, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, the arm suck. Yes, beyond belief. Possibly, yeah, possibly the worst space. Uh, species we have come across, yeah, uh, and that, that including the Yerks, even um, yeah, that that they aren't going to get worse. We get a reveal about one out of context. I thought mm, kind of clever in context. Hate it. Yep. But um, God, on fucking suck. <laughs> Just like oh no, our tree maintenance system's going to okay. I guess we can build a new one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. Um. But yeah, um, we can, I'm sure this might be something we talk about more in the uh, roundtable as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but hey, back to Esplan. Um, talking about how easy it is to infiltrate the Hawkbajir. Um, yep. and even though people saw his host body get dragged away, they don't question him being back. Mm -hmm. Um, and. We get this observation from Esplin about how um, here on the Hawkbajir world, they don't need clever tactics to um, to do to take hosts. We see about how um, he observes that they might come across races later that smarter, more powerful, more dangerous. In those cases, we could infiltrate slowly. Uh, Hey, <laughs> um, but how you don't have to do that here. Uh, they could set up a base and do it business in the open, and the yep. numbers are rising by the day. Um, yep. and how he's able to get the name of Dak, um, though, um, who had been in touch with the Andalites, though, uh, Jagil has, uh, not been found, has clearly taken off and hidden. Mm -hmm. Um and but he has learned Aldrea's name. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> marvels at the irony of it that uh, Ciro was the one um, who had, uh, yeah, it just like he's clearly like impressed. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, no one's seen her for a few days. Um, but for now, it's uh, they're building a yerk pool. Um, and how and this just made me really fucking sad to read. They uh, cut down the tribe tree. Oh, not a tribe tree. They've cut down one of the communication trees they use mm-hmm. uh, because it's already hollow. And uh, they burn away the bark and create a long, narrow yerk pool because they couldn't dig into the ground because of the uh, steepness of it. Mm -hmm. And they build stairs going up either side. Um, And then we see some uh, yerk arrogance at play because they don't build defenses on it or Mm -hmm. a secure perimeter. Um, Because why would they? Because the Hawk-Bajir, in their minds, are completely harmless. And uh, and he admits, uh, although he was not in command and not responsible for what came next, he isn't sure he would have done anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get the detail. The Yerk, who was blamed, was later executed, slowly starved to Candrona rays, very slowly. It took him weeks to die. But he was there uh when the fire nation attacked i mean <laughs> um bunch of hawkbajir controllers are just like living life digging being hawkbajir um talk about how great it's going to be now that they can take over the galaxy with these cool new hot bodies <laughs> um and how when they were strong enough they're going to go after the andalites in their lifetimes they would enslave the andalites uh and it all seems so easy and then Ten minutes later, um, oh yeah, he's at the uh, edge of the pool joking with his twin, which I missed from the first read. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> so he and his bro are just joking, chilling. Um, of course, yes, of course, I am a twin, but I am the primary. He is the secondary. Um, and they're talking like tactics, but then there is a screaming in the distance, um, shred of fire. Roaring, Hawk Bajir and Ged's running um, as monsters appear out of the trees. Um, yeah. Huge, freakish, foul creatures with twisted bodies and massive hands and bristling horns. But as frightening as this weird army was, what frightened me more, what made it all seem terribly dangerous, was a small bluish purple figure standing at the head of this mob, a single andalite girl. Beside her stood a lumbering hawk bajir, I assumed must be Dakami. It was Aldrea, the daughter of Ciro. Kind of wanting for grossness. She seemed beautiful to me. Is that strange? I suppose it is. But there is a compelling beauty in the sight of someone seemingly so small and yet so dangerous. And even I, her enemy, could not help being, help being impressed by the sweet irony of it all. Ciro, who had freed us without knowing his peril, was now replaced by Eldrea, who would send us back to the Yerk Pools or to death. Yes, there was something beautiful in that small, delicate, dangerous creature. Someday I would tell her how I'd felt at this awful moment. Someday I would live inside her head and I would tell her I admired her on this day. 
someday when she was my host. Just gross. Yeah. In a compelling way, but gross. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, because Aldrea and Dak have got the um have had implement implants um made by the Arn that are used mm-hmm. to control the monsters. Yeah. Uh, we get a short description of a few of the monsters: the Jubba Jubba, the three fingered monstrosity, the Galalash, fourteen feet tall with green and red reptilian flesh and razored tentacles. Gorks, only three feet tall, but 20 feet across, shuffling 12-legged horrors with snapping, extending mouths on all sides. The Lurdathak, a bizarre tangle of living vines surrounding a ravening mouth. Uh, and things that the hork had never seen long enough to name. Things with mouths that could chew down a tree, things with needle-sharp quills 10 feet long, things that squirted acid. Uh, it was a sad, sick collection. In a better world, a world of peace and justice, someone would have punished the Arn for what they had done. Twisting life to make monsters is an evil thing to do. But their evil served our purpose. We I got, had an army. I gotta pause here. Twisting life to make monsters is an evil thing to do, but twisting life to create a basic slave species to tend your planet so you can live. No moral objection, Aldrea? Well, she did. She did object when he said that. She, that was the you arrogant, conniving piece of shit. But thing. also, that wouldn't. Yeah, she doesn't like it, but mm-hmm. doesn't isn't say oh doesn't you call it be, evil. Yeah, exactly. She finds yeah. it distasteful. Mm-hmm. This I don't know whether this is a biologist's daughter talking, mm. or like the, again that andalite. She's like, this is evil. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you know, these bu- these buddy these these creatures, this bunch of friends, this part <laughs> this party squad. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this, um, but they could be incredibly happy with their lives. Like they're just monsters, and they, when they find a thing, they eat the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying let's build eldritch monsters for fun. <laughs> I mean, am I saying? <laughs> But <laughs> that does not strike me as more distasteful than the creation of the Hulk Bajir. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like and somebody this feels like a fucking Monster Factory episode. It does. It does. This is this is Monster Factory Place for. Uh, uh Jam. Uh, really, really one of these uh unnamed things is just Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh so then, then, mm-hmm. uh, in the wake of that, we get this yet another just excellent moment between Dak and Aldrea. Because they're climbing up towards the Yurk camp and the hork are hiding in the trees above them. Terrified, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. And Aldrea tells Dak to call up to them and to tell them what to do. He gave me a look I'd seen more and more often from him. A look of sullen anger, resentment. That was to be expected. I understood. He resisted turning to violence. That just meant he was a decent creature. But he would come to see the necessity of fighting. He would see I was correct. When the Yerks were destroyed and his people were free once more, he would see. Call up to them. Tell them not to be afraid, I said again. Dak raised his face up to the trees. Do not fear. I am Dak Kami. I am the seer sent to teach you to lead. Do not be afraid. 
These monsters will not harm you. We go to destroy the invaders. We go to kill the Yerks. Still, the hork clung to the bark and the branches. Follow us, Dak cried. Stay in the trees, but follow us. Watch and learn. Watch your seer, I yelled in bold thought speak. Watch him and do as he does. He is the seer. The seer has been sent to lead you. Watch him and do as he does. Watch Dakami and do as he does. Do as he does. Do as he does. You've come to understand we hork very well in so short a time, Dak said coldly. A simple, repeated message for a simple people. They need to understand, I said. We are getting close. I could feel the yerk camp ahead of us. I could smell the stale stink of the yerk pool. When the battle begins, I will race for the closest parked spacecraft, I explained. The most important thing is that we get a message out to the Andalite fleet. Everything rests on that. It will be up to you to carry on the battle once it has started. You must not weaken. Attack, attack, attack. Don't give the Yerks a chance to regroup. Don't forget, the hork in that camp are not hork They are Yerks. Dak nodded his horned head. Have you fought in many battles, Aldrea? I was surprised by the question. No, of course not. But I have studied. Have you ever killed a fellow Andalite? No, why would you? You ask me to kill my own people today and to lead my people in killing their brothers, Dak said. You say they are not hork but Yerks. But when the dead have given up their souls to Mother Sky, there will be hork bodies lying dead. Dak, we've been over this and over this, I exploded. It's too late to be worrying about all of that. This is a war. If you want your people to survive, you will... Be quiet, Aldrea, Dak said. He didn't shout. He said it calmly, in a low voice. These are my people who will die today. Be quiet, Andalite. Be quiet.